You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Everybody, it is Tuesday here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind, the only podcast by wrestling fans who do not hate wrestling. We are about to go into uh, from 1995. My name is Daryl O'Connor, but I'm not alone. I'm joined by the one and only, the undefeated one and all, Mr. Martin Hardy. How are things, Martin? It's, it's in your house and we're in your ears and the ears are the doors to the skull and the skull is, of course, the house of the body. So it all, it all kind of works out. Uh, I'm does. doing well, Dara. I'm feeling, I'm feeling smug. I was born and reared in, in a literal war zone in South Armagh. I'm now living in, in Belfast, the city with the, a checkered history. And it tickles me that this week the US government sent a warning to all citizens that they should be very careful in Dublin. <laughs> they should be. <laughs> so I'm, I'm feeling smug. <laughs> I mean, congratulations, Dublin. It's now, as, it's now as unsafe in Dublin as it is in New York and San Francisco. Well done. I mean, take for that what you will. Um, Although I know I'm going to Florida in a couple of weeks and I can't wait to be in the land of freedom where a warning isn't like that. Um, so <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be walking through and they have gators on the street. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's Los Angeles, Florida. No, it's like Florida, Florida, the the, the real Florida, not the oh, not, what, not what? The so you'd be walking through Florida going, oh, finally, I can feel at ease. Yes, with the gator across the road looking at me and be like... And, uh, and knowing that there's a Florida man meme. Well, you know why that is? Because the thing about it is, Florida uh, don't seal their police records. Oh, so, so it's not why. that they're actually more nuts than every other state. No, it's just we it's know just about that, it. Oh, there you That's go. That's what, yeah. I and I know that... apologize to all our listeners from Florida. We thought you were... Der- just a more transparent shower. Yes, they're they're like an extremely transparent state. So I mean, a transparent shower. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And when I saw that today, when I saw that during the week, I was like, oh my god. So you know, well done, Dublin. Uh, there are many problems, and that that's one of them. So I'll, t- yeah. I'll tell you what else, Darren. I don't have to say. I was I was in Belfast last week. I have to say, and it was it was lovely. It was super safe, and uh, 
credit to you, Martin. You you, ha- you have one up on us Dubliners. Well, that's you. You were in Belfast, but I was also out that night, so that's why it was. That's why it was safe. That's why I, I am. You have, I am. You're the, you're the Batman, Belfast, are you? Dark night. <laughs> There you go. You heard it first. Breaking whenever news. People, whenever people see me out on the tear, <laughs> out on the pints, they're like, oh my God, I'm staying at home. Here's the thing, like with, with Batman specifically, like I, I'm, I was thinking like, just, just as a person, right? How strange that actually is. Like how, how cool it is in concept, but how strange it is in person. It's like, how does that work? You know, where it's like, and I think, in the, in, yeah, in the Nolan, in the Nolan verse, I think I got like the closest to it, where like he's half asleep all the time, and he's not able to show up at these business stuff. But I'm like, imagine just being Batman. Like, what are you gonna do? Well, I'm gonna go out and punch these like poor people, like all all night with like, because in, in the comics, like he has like fifty master degrees and knows like 120 different martial arts. He's going out to like punch poor crazy people. What was it? I saw, I saw. And I love Batman. I think he's great, but. There are these problems that you have to like break down. But I saw something recently. I can't remember if it was a movie or a TV program, but there's a scene in it where Batman appears and they're doing him and Robin and whoever are doing some fight. And then the, it was the Flash. I yeah. saw the Flash recently and there's a scene in the Flash on a bridge where... Batman and Wonder Woman are doing some fight and then the Flash shows up at the end. Yes, and, and the last like, of truth goes on him, yes. And the, yes, the last of truth goes on him and Batman's like, um, yeah, we stopped this crime, but do you know what? If I use like a fraction of the money I have to end poverty, there'd probably be no crime. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> is it? This is, <laughs> this is how you a, solve Batman. <laughs> but there's a great comic book um, in, I think it's like, yeah, the last night on Earth that came out a couple of years ago. And it's like, it's all about that Bruce Wayne is actually in a mental institution and all of his villains are the doctors. <laughs> and I mean, that makes way more sense. It's like, yeah, he's severely psychologically damaged and really needs help. But instead he's like, I'm going to go out there and kick people really good. <laughs> like, there you go. It's like, you know, it, it, Batman is great, but when you put it like, but then again, Dublin is slowly becoming Gotham City. So it's like, hey, look, <laughs> We need to Why address not? institutional corruption. I know how to do that. I'm going to beat up this guy selling hash on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out that the poor fella he beat up selling hash on the corner was just uh, X-Pac from TNA. <laughs> Showed or, up in his vaccine. Or Tyson Tongo. <laughs> on his way to rob a Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> Then do the drugs in the Burger King. <laughs> Just absolutely no flips to give. Oh, he's man. like he's, he should join FDR. He's like no flips, just drugs. That's still my favorite part <laughs> of that story. He robs it and it goes to the toilet to do the drugs, and that's how he gets arrested. It's like could have went on it. You would probably would have got away with it if you had to just not stay. <laughs> Come here, oh, Dara. Go on. The other, you asked how I'm feeling, and. I was having a bit of a go at you said and I was feeling smug. But you know what else I'm feeling? I'm yeah. actually feeling tremendously relieved because two weeks ago, me and you had a conversation that almost, strangely for us, almost verged into the serious about these uh this list of new AEW rules yes. that are coming along. Yes. 
and we were, you know, expressing some genuine concern that the, this might actually like um like change the the fabric of the company, like the reason people watch it. Um and I'd I'd been saying that, you know, I was as as a big AW fan, I was worried about it. I am hugely relieved. I need not have been worried because in the two weeks after this list of rules come out, mm. every single one of them has been broken on AEW TV. Every single one of them. Well, that's uh, good. So it's really good. It was like I was saying to you, I hope that this is just a list of guidelines that they have to have for uh you know Warner Bros. Discovery. Yeah. TNT TBS. To, to like cover the, themselves. Yeah, the TV execs just to cover yeah. themselves. And they just have to say that and they just have to sign up to that. And then if someone does complain down the line, the TV execs are covered. They can go, well, we we told gonna, them. We're <laughs> gonna wag our fingers at them, blah 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 blah. Um and it seems to be that that's the case because almost Every single one of them has. We had Jay White spitting. We had uh, Kenny Omega. Do you know the way they were saying, "Oh, there's going to be no blind backwards moves into the turnbuckle." Mm-hmm. We had Kenny Omega shotgun drop kicked into a bed <laughs> of nails that was that was propped off against the turnbuckle. Uh, <laughs> blood everywhere. We had Darby Allen, and I swear to God, if there's if you only watch one thing in this week's Dynamite, it's Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland. And I thought, you know, after years of AEW, years of New Japan, mm. I've seen all the... All the... The big spots. All the... Well, what, what do you call it? The apron of the ring. I've seen all the apron bumps, you know? Right. You can't shock me. Right. Holy mother of Jesus. Swerve Strickland looks like he... The, the the fact that Darby Allen got up after it is that man is made of like um whatever Stretch Armstrong was made out of. He, wow. He he can't be injured. Like it's the sickest apron bump I've seen in a long, long time. The the only thing that didn't happen was one wrestler covered in blood brawling in the crowd. That was the only thing I didn't see. Right. But Every the single night, well, one of the these. night is still young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got rampage in a few hours. We got collision tomorrow. Uh, collision tomorrow actually looks amazing. FDR it, it, versus uh, it can Adam all happen. MJF. It can all happen. We'll have to kind of wait and see. But uh, oh, I did want, like we were saying, breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> I think these rules turned out to be nonsense. That's good. That's that is actually really good news because we were concerned. And uh, thanks for giving us an update on that as well. We're a couple of weeks away from uh, AEW in the UK, which is going to be super fun. Both yourself and myself are going to be on location, being journalists. Uh, A couple of years since my uh, NUJ uh, membership has has, uh, dropped off, but maybe I'll re-sign up with them. There you go. Or, or, Or even better, we can get one of the old school fedoras and put like the press thing in it. Oh. Not because although there's a lane, we'd have to get a certain type of fedora because and like <laughs> wrestling fans out there, I love you. But oh, there yeah. when it comes to fedoras, there is a lane between old style press and <laughs> neck <My> beard. My lady. <laughs> <laughs> My lady. <laughs> My lady, exactly. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. That's fair. Yeah, see, I should, after, I should, 
after the main event, you'll just see me and Dara like dashing to a phone box going, it was a tremendous main event. Get here, Mike. Will Osprey. Better each other. To do. Stop. Uh, <laughs> stop. <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. I love it. Um, yeah, but also, uh, AEW isn't the only one who's coming to the UK. So we have official breaking no. news. Official breaking news. Uh, and it it, it kind of kind of came out of nowhere to be honest with you um but we were told uh via uh, impact wrestling's uh fantastic press company over in the uk that impact wrestling will indeed uh be coming back to the uk as part of their multi-city uk invasion tour this october 2023 uh starting thursday in glasgow Friday in the Walker Active Dome in Newcastle, England, and then Saturday at the HMV Empire in Coventry, England. So Scotland in the O2 Academy, and then Newcastle in the Walker Activity Dome, and then the Saturday, the HMV Empire in Coventry, England. Uh, tickets are all priced actually quite fair, to be honest with you. They're at £35 each, which, which is actually really, really fair. Um, there's a couple of quotes here that we're going to read. Uh, quote, we're all from Scott to Moore. We're all so uh, excited to come back to the UK with uh, three action-packed shows. And also, uh, the British fans have been among our most loyal, passionate supporters and have been yearning for Impact return for many years now. What makes this event even more special is that uh, there's many on the Impact roster uh, who will now uh, experience these wonderful fans and, and also the fans will get a chance to see them live in Paris for the first time. Uh, it's been eight years. Eight years since uh, Impact has been in the UK, and the last time they were in Glasgow was UK was Impact's first ever live UK TV show, and that was in Glasgow back in 2014. Um, so yeah, it's been a very long time, and the last time they were there was uh, 2016, which is actually crazy when you think about it. Um, and then Moose and stuff like that uh, wrestled in 2018. Uh, the UK Invasion Tour follows after the June announcement that Impact Wrestling flagship that Impact Wrestling flagship show Impact is available on Sky uh, UK via Danzen Linear TV channel Danzen One HD. So what do you make of that, man? And folks, <laughs> where's the lie? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Where's That's the bad. lie? I didn't know. I didn't know Impact was on Sky. It is. Yeah. It's been there since June. Do you know what? I think it's probably going to take a few years, but I think we'll actually start to see a move back to the likes of Sky. Because you remember when you were younger, Sky yeah. was like, there's ridiculous price. Like, no, I can't afford that. I'm, I'm never buying that. Yeah. And now you have like, oh, oh, this streaming service is like £7. That's grand. I'll sign up for that. And now you have 15 streaming services that all cost £7. Well, that's what they were saying. They were saying that, that cable was cut because it was so expensive. But now all the streaming services add up the cable. So going back to cable is yeah, like so kind of what's going just, on. Yeah, if you could just pay one. All right, look, I'll give you 50 quid a month, but just <laughs> give me everything. And that's kind of what's happening. But I mean, I have to say, fair play to Impact because they've always actually made it incredibly fair to watch the show uh, or even the pay-per-views because oh, yeah. we were saying, you know, everything that they do is on their, their YouTube channel. So we, we can watch, actually go back and look at TNA and have, Impact easy. We have watched all their past uh, pay-per-views on YouTube. Yeah, for free on, on their actual YouTube channel. So look, as, as I said before, right, um, while you might be an AEW fan or WWE fan, I will say that Impact Wrestling, blow for blow, pound for pound, have always been 
the best value for money and always been the best value for general fan interaction. There's not one wrestling company, even AEW included, man, I will be honest, that gives you as much as Impact has always done. And we have a great relationship with Impact. We always have. Um, but, I mean, dude, Alex Shelley's going to be there. Moose, Eddie Edwards, Durana Perrazzo, Kazarian. I'm excited. And also, uh, apparently, Grado's going to be there, same with Tom, uh, Tommy Dreamer and Gail Kim. Like, Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, 35 bucks, starting off that, you know, that's how uh, I paid, paid 70 euro. Um, uh, so, it, you know. It, just for how? My God. Just for how? Yeah, look, well, look, Vince, Vince has to pay off his sexual assault <laughs> somehow, you know, so at least you, you helped him there. Well, look, as I said, uh, alleged. T- <laughs> tickets, tickets for 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 impact uh, they will be on sale very soon uh they go on sale friday august 4th over on wwe sorry over on <laughs> w over on w <laughs> let me try it again sorry okay. folks dara uh, is having a stroke so <laughs> let me try it again are with us okay Tickets for all three UK shows go on sale Friday, August 4th over on www.impactwrestling.com. And yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. So we'll be keeping updates on that. Um, There's meet and greet and all that kind of stuff as well. But um, yeah, so I had to announce that at the top of the show because uh, it's been a very long time since Impact have done that. And look, genuinely, genuinely, if you're in Glasgow, if if you're if you're in England, um, or making a trip over, it's it it's always worth it. I was there the last time I was at an Impact show, was the night that Drew Galloway, or, or you know uh, Drew McIntyre, made his debut, and it was the loudest I've ever heard anyone cheer anything. Well, I tell you what, I know our podcast is for some weird reason pretty big in. Is it Ohio? We get a lot of our listeners from Ohio. Yeah. Right, well, I'll tell you what, and I haven't discussed this with Dara, but I'm I'm just going to go ahead and, and do it now. If anyone from Ohio travels to England or Scotland for the Impact Show and meets us there and says hello, we'll give you free access to the Virgil Tenor Patreon level of shows <laughs> for life. <laughs> I think that's really fair. I think that's really fair. And I think in the small print, for life means for the rest of myself and Dara's life, because we don't know how long you live, but for life. And also, if we are going to head over, if you could swing us the Glasgow show, I'd I'd like to go to Scotland. Yeah, I've never been to Scotland, so that that would be pretty cool. Neither Uh, have I. But God, I love the accents. That would be cool. Well, look, as, as I said, it. I, I've been to, I haven't been to AW yet, but it will be thanks to you, Martin. Um, yeah. Very soon. But I, as I said, I've never had the same experience as I would at, a, at, a, at an Impact show. It's it's always, it's always one you're like that was unique and I, like whatever it is about the UK and by extension Ireland. The fans just really, really like Impact Wrestling. Like the ones that the ones that, that that know what it is, and the ones that have staying stay stayed engaged, always brilliant. You know, so I think I, it's I would that, recommend it. I think it's that um, if you have Impact fans, because Impact is 
like obviously much smaller than the other bigger companies like AEW or New Japan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's uh, what you have there is just wrestling fans, just people who like wrestling, regardless of where it's coming from. Yeah. You know, so I'm really, really interested to go, really interested to interact with the crowd and see what kind of like uh, people are there. And yeah, sounds amazing. Definitely, folks, if you're listening to this, jump on the impact train. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, it, again, it's been it's been a very long time since uh, since they've been there. So, yeah, I, I'm actually. And it's not booked by Russo anymore. So. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, Scott Demore is, is is the executive producer, and that's pretty much who's running the show. So, right. Um, let's kind of swift uh, shift gears here a little bit. Jump into the time machine. As I said, our current arc is in your house. Um, we're on number two. We're going all the way back to 1995. And what I love about this on Wikipedia, the picture they use isn't like a promotional picture. It's literally the cover of the VHS. Yes. <laughs> That, that's what it is it's literally the cover of VHS which is funny because think... we talked last week about how In Your House came about because VHS sales were so um, affected by the release of Batman exactly and you know I, I love the way on network they still have like the laziest artwork ever to just use the last oh. one again so but uh, this is coming from Nashville Tennessee the Nashville Municipal Auditorium do they bring every bit of Nashville out of this they really do, but for better or worse, but we get to in a second. Uh, the attendance is 6,482. The buy rate was just under 300,000 at 280. Another uh, incredible buy rate for In Your House. It absolutely is. It's not it's very not good. As high, not as high as In Your House 1, which no, but came within a whisper of WrestleMania. But this still sold more than... So this was preceded by King of the Ring and then proceeded, I think might be the word, by SummerSlam. And it succeeded. It, it also succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't think I used to be a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> um, or maybe that's why I used to. Um, <laughs> but it outsold both of them massively. Yeah, it, it was a colossal success. Now, straight off the bat, this show, it, it, I think it's a tale of two halves, really. Um, some of it's good in the start of it. Some of it's less good at the end of it. But what's good is really good. And what's bad is quite bad. Uh, but there's also a lot of continuity between the last show and this show. Um, so we started off and there's a great sign. Mitchell Madness is in the house. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Uh, Who would have been Mitchell in WWF in 95? I think it's just some lad called Mitchell. <laughs> like if I were to show up going, Martin Madness <laughs> is here. Is in the, literally, is in the house, exactly. Dara Dementia is knocking about. <laughs> but uh, again, we, we get this, the many spots. Like there's, there's more and more signs as they're kind of going through. But they're like kind of lame like that or else they're uh, Psycho Sid rules with a Z. And then there's one in your house, just like because as if we didn't know that that's exactly the show we're watching. But you but, know, aren't they aren't they kind of quaint and lovely compared to what we we be subjected to just three years later? I uh, we, we, you know signs which will be the topic of our our, our live comedy shows and book and stuff we can't say here because you know I don't know man I kind of missed them I'm not gonna lie to you I I. 
the sign the signs are weird in this because they are so quaint and nice. And then a couple of years later, as you said, you get you, you get the gambit. You do not know what you're going to get. You know, yeah, it's all <laughs> no. We can't even we can't homophobic even... smarks. Exactly, we can't even like get into half of them, you know. And that's why you, you listen to the, you listen to not only this show, you listen to the bonus show and and the the, the war zone because oh, the war that's zone. where we can actually like we can actually say what's on the signs without any <laughs> any issues. Uh, but it, it, I actually agree with you. It is kind of nice and quaint to see a crowd that is there holding signs that are fully bought into the show, into the kayfabe, yeah, into the. Oh, Brett's gonna beat you. Diesel is the best. You know, Sean Michaels is gonna take the Intercontinental title. Like these are yeah. fans who are bought actual, into the show. They're actual fans who yeah. are fans of the show, right? And it's than... not smarky nonsense and it's not oh you know, like some saying about the Undertaker using his real name or someone advertising their own podcast or whatever. Like it's, it is kind of nice and kind of quaint. I'm not going to suggest we bring a wrestling rewind sign for all out then though. No? Well, as we were discussing earlier, there's about, <laughs> there's about 12 bloody podcasts. Called the and that's why you go to wrestling rewind.com. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Wrestling rewind.com for our gorgeous link tree. That Dara not only created, but waters every day. Every day, like a bonsai every tree. Day. You look up our link tree, it's blossoming with beautiful apples. A Spotify apple, a Google podcast apple, a Twitter apple, or X or whatever the hell it's called it's now. Still called, it's still called Twitter, but the logo is X. It, that updated on my phone and I was like what the hell is this <laughs> I was like it looks like a bad Uber um, so it is Twitter it is Twitter yeah it's just they removed all the reference so to the birds he wants us to think that the letter X is pronounced Twitter no he just, apparently he didn't like the birds so all the bird the references thing, are gone the whole word Twitter comes from tweeting comes from look, birds look man I, I don't I don't know are we going to have school children going LMNOP, QRS, TUV, WY, Twitter, and Z? So, so, so here's what happened, right? So I had it saved on my uh, my browser, right? And it was it was the bird logo. I went in, hit refresh. It's now an X logo. That's oh, unbelievable. Even, even even on the app? E- no, because I'm I'm on a I'm on a PC browser here. And whoa, the, he really wants yeah consistent. So it, it's gone now. It's still Twitter. But no more birds. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry, folks. It's only the logo that has changed. It's still Twitter. It's still a cesspit from hell. Yeah. Don't go on Twitter, gang. Your life is better off without it. Unless you want to tweet about us, then not about the show. That's yes. fine. You want to ask or us if about. You, if you, you want, want to go on our Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we can talk about wrestling. That's totally cool. But uh, Twitter as a whole. Yeah, not 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 my favorite social media. Let's put it that way, right? Um, okay, so this show uh, leans very heavily into that they're in Nashville, right? Yeah. Now, at the start of last week's show, we were kind of talking about Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. This Rose, is his mother. <laughs> yeah, but like, here's what's weird about these shows, right? The roadie, the one, two, three kid, and Jeff Jarrett are like massive draws right? massive 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 Ridiculous. draws and the shows are built around them and I'm like 
this is DX. No wonder they got over so much. They were always kind of over. And then once they went to be, you know, D-Generation X, they were like super over. But the roadie, <laughs> how did he go from this to being former number one contender who went one-on-one with The Rock? Three seconds from winning the world title at the height of the Attitude Era. Exactly. Uh, Here's what I want to know. If one, two, three kid, so he left, went to WCW for a while and came back as X-Pac. Yeah. If they had brought him back as the one, two, three kid, do you think the term X-Pac heat ever exists? No, it would be called the one, two, three kid heat. I don't think it would. I, I think people would have like even at the time, would have had a nostalgia pop. Like, I know it's silly, but do you know what? Shawn Michaels is walking around on a Zimmer frame calling himself the heartbreak kid. I think Sean Waltman could have been the one, two, three kid right up until his retirement. Indefinitely. Yeah. I don't know. I, look, I think Xbox is a much better, much better gimmick. We could, have, we could have had the one, two, three kid song that starts off going... One, two, three, kid. But when you actually listen back to it, it's make some noise. Actually, if he did say one, two, three, kid, it would probably be still as confusing as Xbox. (laughs) 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 When you're looking back at at Raw, you know, from the time period, it makes so much sense because he does say makes some noise an awful lot. It's like the bit from The Simpsons, you know, where, you know, he picks up. You know that you know when they're listening to the tape and it's just like you know I can't it's like some nineties artist goes, he really does say now a lot. And it's like that's that's exactly what it's like. But um I have to say, right, so the show starts off with Vince and Jerry King Lawler. I have to say it's very refreshing to hear Jerry King Lawler just because it's weird not to hear Jerry King Lawler at this time period. But um it, you see the two of them and they're wearing Bolero uh, like where are they Bolero? Borrow toys kind of thing, you know the the cowboy. Oh toys. yeah, yeah, the cowboy tie and the yeah. And Come here, Can, let me ask you something. Go on. Am I so? Sometimes whenever I don't know how I feel, I ask Dara because he's impartial and love Dara to bits. But Dara will tell you the truth, no matter what, right? Am I being nostalgic? Is Vince actually a good commentator or is Vince just the commentator that I grew up with as a kid so I think he's good? It's uh, the second one. (laughs) Wait a minute. You're telling me that 70% of your contributions being unbelievable is not good commentating? No, it's the second one, buddy. I'm sorry. Because I can't even, like watching back this now, I can't even objectively like a uh, critique it because when I hear Vince going, unbelievable, what am I over? I'm just like a seven year old again. So I, in my head, Vince is the great commentator, but objectively, no, he's not. Like he's not a bad, co- look, he's not, but he's not a commentator. I mean, he's Vince. Uh, but you know, I think actually, I, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, he's level, he's a better commentator in this because he has the king to play off. And yes. the king, he's not. <laughs> in another way, in Ireland, they have like Sex Beast. 
uh, you know, for yes, like I do. You know, I'm very the, familiar with it. In fact, you know, on, I on the was headline. the original. <laughs> you know, you know, on headlines, you know, like Larry Murphy and stuff, they have like sex. Oh, I was not the original then. If that's, <laughs> if that's know, where you're going, <laughs> or they're like, you know, you know, whatever it is, like a sexual predator, they're always like, se- and I'm just like, sex piece sounds like, as you as you said there, it 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 sounds like it's a positive, right? So we don't have you know sexual predator Jerry the King Lawler yet. We have like Jerry the King Lawler, haha, <laughs> you know that kind of thing, yes. and. Uh, He's like a demented Mickey Mouse, but he's more of himself here at this point. And him and Vince really have a good kind of dynamic where they're going back and forward and they're being antagonistic and it's a little bit camp. I think this is actually quite a good mix for the two of them. Do you know what Vince's problem as a commentator is? What? He doesn't have Vince in his ear screaming. (laughs) Pronouns, pal! (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Vince Vince's Vince would be a much better commentator if he had Vince in his ear. Like current Vince. I mean, maybe not current Vince. I don't know what the state of current Vince is. Right. Do you remember he like had all these incredibly serious allegations made against him and mm-hmm. his way of addressing them was going, I know, I'll grow a weird <laughs> Pink look like Panther, it. French. No, he looks. Pen, pencil, he looks like Heihachi. He looks like Heihachi from Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a goddamn lunatic. Uh, anyway, Brody okay. versus one, two, three, kid. Yeah, pretty good match. It is, but it's so distracting when you see the roadie in there. The kids are booing him. It's like, why are you booing the road? The road dog. The road dog's great, and it's just like, oh yeah, because he's not the road dog. But it's just, I mean, this is just surreal because it's like. Two of the biggest stars in wrestling, period, who have no real right to be the biggest stars at this point and no real no. right to be such a big draw. But they're like, both bloody sidekicks. That's what I mean. But they're also like, like, okay, the one two kid is obviously like actually fantastic in the ring, like genuinely. Uh, the road dog is less, but he's not bad. He's just, you know, there. But at the same point, you're like, how are you guys? I think, so I think he's over because he plays the part of Jeff Jarrett's. Lackey, like he plays it so well, but so, they're, I, but they're both literally psychics. Yeah, so this well, is a look, battle of psychics. I mean, the one, two, three kids over because his in ring stuff is like for 1995. Yeah, it's way like I'm sure they were doing all this stuff on the Indies and in Mexico and in New Japan and all that. But for 1995 WWF, these fans had never been exposed to this stuff. Like, no. What he it's is doing looks incredible. Yeah. And it still does. And it looks so crisp. And the way it's presented I, is fantastic. He doesn't get nearly enough credit for that, Sean no. Waltman. Here, here's a here's a question, right? So at one point during this match, uh, Double J is backstage and he's having a nice L drink. <laughs> and he has, has this monitor, right? Where's that feed coming from? I never understood where he had the monitor feed, like, because obviously they're not paying the pay per view because that would be expensive. So do you think he just has, there's like some production truck that just has like, for Jeff Jarrett, like here, <laughs> and he he would never get this again. Like you know, this is his peak. Maybe maybe it's like a sixty foot long HDMI cable. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have. Well, no, because it was in like 1995, so it would have been like it. Scarcely, uh, uh, <laughs> if even if even it would have been an RF cable. Yeah, so, yeah with the, with the what is it the the red, the yellow, and the white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, I just, I'm just like, wow, Jeff Jarrett, you got like monitor treatment because like he would never get this again at this point. When you're watching the actually there, he's just there like being mean to Deborah. Well, actually, um, 
part of the reason they never get this again is because this is his last pay-per-view before him and the roadie go off and then oh. actually come back. But um, I actually love this little... So this pay-per-view um, makes me think that his departure and the roadie's departure <clears throat> was unexpected because this yeah. pay-per-view sets up... Everything. Lo- sets up loads of... It basically sets up what was supposed to be the breakup of the roadie and Jeff Jarrett. So, yeah, the roadie's having his match and it's playing on a TV in Jeff Jarrett's room, <clears throat> but Jarrett's not watching it. No, because he's drinking and... Doesn't and, and care. And, yeah. He's doing his business. And do you know what? It was It was kind of a relief to see a backstage segment of someone watching a match not at a bizarre like 90 degree angle like standing beside the tv with their head turned <laughs> like, like the exorcist go this is how i normally watch tv what are you talking about <laughs> this is totally normal um but um, I, so look but I, I thought that was pretty cool so the roadie wins and then goes up to uh a live band before, before you go on because I, I love what the roadie does next we just need to talk about the finish Okay. That was terrifying. Yeah, wasn't it? The roadie wins with uh, X-Pac goes to the top rope. Roadie jumps up and hits him a punch. And he gets him in a pile driver from the middle rope and pile drives him off the middle rope into the ring. Absolutely. All the wrestlers I would trust to pile drive me from the middle rope, the roadie would be down at the bottom with Uh, Rick Cali. As I said to you, Less (laughs) Less <laughs> the way he does it, it's like uh, Sean Walton probably weighed nothing at this point, right? So yeah. it was probably easy enough for him to be safe, but still, it's yeah, it, it's some finish. But even right. then, he can't lean back and land on his no, his ass. He no. jumps down to his feet and spikes Waltman like it was, yeah. It's like you're saying, it's probably just the fact that Waltman was so slight and so oh, sinewy yeah. he, he probably didn't, yeah he probably didn't even feel it yeah that's that's <laughs> you know, what saved him that's what saved him yeah absolutely wasn't, I would. wasn't the roadie protecting him no it was not so the roadie goes up to the band because there's a band there now because again we're in Nashville Tennessee Music City and uh, what does he do to the microphone <laughs> this was actually great he he checks the gear <laughs> yeah because he is a Roadie. He's a roadie. He's so a he's, roadie. So, he's, so there's going to be a performance later of Jeff Jarrett's hit song with my baby tonight, which we'll talk about. Uh, and he tests all the gear and it is phenomenal. We should also, we should also say um, one of the things that I really loved about this pay-per-view. So not to jump to the end, but overall, I think this pay-per-view was greater than the sum of its parts. But one of the things that I really liked about it was that everyone's entrance music was like a Nashville country version of it. So they had a live band there the whole yeah, the night, whole night. Yeah. playing everyone's entrance music, but like a country version. It was it, it a was brilliant like, gimmick. It was like a twangy version of everything. Yeah. Oh, I think some of them were like, some of them are hilarious. Like when... Bam Bam Bigelow's coming out. You know, bam, bam. Dink, 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 dink. <laughs> oh, man, it's so good. But uh, I actually, like, so one of the things in wrestling, because there's so much wrestling, like there's so many companies and they all do multiple shows a week, 
and they all do pay-per-views and they all do whatever. Like one of the most prized things in wrestling is just do. So even though this was by like, this is by no means like a, a A-star pay-per-view, but it was such a fun watch because they do lots of little things in it that are outside the norm. And it, it just made this a, a genuinely fun watch. And the, the band was one of them. So we go backstage and there's a terrible Sid Vicious promo, but I need, to, <laughs> but, but that's not the teach that, sorry, that, I, I just buried the lead there. That's not why I'm talking about it. It's the whole point of this promo. There's this lad wearing this terrible t-shirt. It's like, you know, one of the fake t-shirts that you get outside wrestling shows for like a fiver, you know, yeah. so John's army and stuff like that, which never really makes <laughs> sense, but that's still sold every time. Um, that's what it's like. It's like Diesel versus Sid, and then it says, blow the roof off the house. And the whole point of this promo, which includes Shawn Michaels for some reason, who's in the back just all hanging out, this lad's like, and you can buy my t-shirt. <laughs> and it just pops up the, the, the little banner. It's just like, here's how to buy the t-shirt. There and you it, go. And it goes to show uh, what WWE F in 1985 think of their fans and this amazing t-shirt is available when you call this number in extra large <laughs> double extra large and triple extra large but I have to say it, it is quite an interesting gimmick right because the, the whole point of this short, uh, event and shirt is to memorialize the first ever lumberjack match on pay-per-view so it has Diesel and Sean there with Lumberjack yeah. match on pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the t-shirt... And I'm like... Wow. I'm like, WWE, you should have done this for that not that Mountain Dew match. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like you missed a minute. You should have like sold that on, on WWEshop.com or something like that, you know? But, uh, yeah. It, uh, LA it, Knight, Bray Wyatt, blow the lid off. Mountain Dew Dark. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, there you go. Shawn Michaels is wearing... Two massive earrings for some reason. It looks like snakes coming out of his ears. It's very can distracting. We just, now that I'm like, uh, can we just it's so distracting. Moment, can we just for a moment? Yeah, they're almost worse than TM Punk's nipple rings. Oh, uh, I yeah. Oh my god. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Can we just two nipple rings is too many for a man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like do what? your thing. No. Be happy. But for a man, and I, I hate to. Push gender roles. <laughs> two nipple rings is one too many for have one nipple ring. Like be kind of lopsided, you know, like a lopsided badass. Can, can we please don't stop be a saying. don't be a symmetrical. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, like, yeah, let's go anyway. Right? Can we talk about how we all just accepted that in the early and mid nineties? <laughs> Sean Michaels dressed like he was in the Blue Oyster Club. Like, like I, no, nobody said anything. I'm sure somebody said something, but like, it's very distracting. It's it's, it's very distracting. Full one leather cap with metal plates, and it's full YMCA, and it's just. And again, that's no shade. If that's your no, thing, of course not. Of course, by not. all means, and more power to you. I just think it's odd that he was doing this in the nineties, which is not the most progressive time. Uh, and everyone was like, "Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why deadly. He... You look great, Sean. <laughs> maybe that's why he did it. Good man. Me, you know, me young ones making our holy communion next week. Would you? Would you wear that and <laughs> come? <laughs> 
come to the chapel. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I'm a little bit used to it, but for some reason when he's cutting the promo, I'm just like, that's it's like but again, two, two snakes hanging off you. It's like when I was asking you, is Vince good or is it just because I'm used to it and that's what it was when I was young fella? I yeah. think a whole generation of people just never questioned Sean Michaels' <laughs> clothes. It's because we were seven years old and we were looking at him going, oh yeah, that's that's what a wrestler wears. Leather, arseless chaps. That's what a wrestler wears. Why would a wrestler wear anything less? And then you see a singlet and you're like, that's not what a wrestler wears. That's what a wrestler wears. There's not even any metal plates bolted onto the leather how is you're not a wrestler <laughs> uh, look I think look, I, I there's no arguing with that you're spot on like and I mean if anyone thinks otherwise I mean Shawn Michaels <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's I haven't read Shawn Michaels book I think I have it downstairs I'm gonna have to read it and go wonder if that's in it be like here this is what was going on but anyway so men on a mission Defeated Razor Ramon and Savio Vega, right? Now, this was a direct kind of feed over from last, uh, the last show we did, where there was like a bunch of run-in and stuff like this as well. This match was marginally better than uh, the last time we saw King Mabel, or Mabel, because like, he's not really no, wrestling right. that much. He's, he's King Mabel at the stage, isn't he? Is he oh, he is. Uh, let's see. Apparently one of the worst King of the Rings. He is King of Mabel. Yes, he is at this point, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's Mabel, you know. I, I'll be honest with you, I have no love for Mabel or Big Daddy V or that. The only time I actually enjoy his work is when he's Viscera in the ministry. Yeah. And the it. Undertaker's taking him under his wing. Exactly. So he didn't so want to wrestle. He doesn't have to wrestle. <laughs> I still love that. I still love it's, that. It's a stroke of genius when you think about it. You're like, he knew what was going on. He's like... Look at this dangerous lunatic. I'm going to make him my protege. <laughs> he is my friend and he will not hurt me. <laughs> what do you think about the ministry breaking up? Nope, nope, nope. The ministry will stay together <laughs> forever. We'll friends, and none of us will ever wrestle each other. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Viscera and Midian, best tag team of all time. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I love them. I just have, I have, you know the way what you're saying about Shawn Michaels' ring gear, right? Yeah. That's how I feel about tag team wrestling because of Viscera and Midian. I'm like, that's what, that's Confused. what tag team wrestling, that's what tag team wrestling looks like. What do you mean they're not tag team wrestlers? Yes, they are, look. <laughs> From my childhood. That makes no sense, but there you go. Well, the whole, so the whole point of this match, and like obviously, you know, the King of the Ring previously, is that they're pushing Mabel Oh yeah, he's supposed to be the, the massive next, star. The next top heel. So obviously this is coming off the, I think we talked about this last week, this is coming off the um, steroid scandal and all. So yes. Vince can't have big muscle-bound guys anymore because they were all juicing up like mad. But he he, he still won't give like, um, Sean like wrestlers like Bret Hart, Sean Waltman, Sean Michaels, like guys who aren't like jacked out mm. he still won't make them the focus so when he can't have huge jacked guys he just chooses to have huge guys so he get <laughs> Mabel and Yokozuna <laughs> yeah and you know the end of this match so th- what's surprising about this is men on a mission actually win Mabel gets the pin 
clean on razor yeah. with the worst belly to belly I have oh, ever seen in my life. But and props to Mo who pulls out a half decent moonsault. Actually, yeah, that was pretty decent, though. Right? Um, yeah. But I don't know. I'm, sitting there watching Mabel, you're like, how did this? How did you think this was going to go anywhere other than bad? Because when he's in the ring, it's just one, you can't really take him seriously at all. No. And I think with Viscera, like, they actually gathered that, like, man, this guy's actually scary as all hell, you know? But King Mabel, I, I think the gimmick does nothing for. Also, I just realized the referee is, I think it's Mike Kyoto. He has a mullet, which is hilarious. I just noticed <laughs> you that. You Todd. Pettengrew, who does like a uh, Todd Pettengill, who does um, like loads of wee skits between matches. You know, he goes up and he talks yep. to the band. He exactly talks to the fans. And for half this uh, pay per view, I had all my notes talking about his dirty, disgusting rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns around, and I, I unfairly and did it. I had to change my notes. Because he turns around, it's not a rat tail. It's, it's a just mic- it's his headset. It's his wee <laughs> ear microphone yeah. run, and his like his hair just naturally sort of finishes in a point at the back of his head. Yeah, yeah. But the microphone, the the wee earpiece, and his hair like match up perfectly. Yeah, it, like, and he has does- that earring. He looks like he should have a rat tail. <laughs> it doesn't help that he's wearing the little jacket. He looks like he's in some weird country yeah. band. Yeah. Everything about him screams rat tail. <laughs> Everything about him except the rat tail. It's just oh, they're getting rat tail blue balls looking at him. Like, God, ah, just give me the rat tail. Speaking of rat tail, we go backstage and we have uh, Doc Hendricks, who has been demoted. He's now a backstage commentator, and he's there with the smoking guns, Bam Bam Bigelow, and uh, our favorite Adam Bomb. Oh. I I actually so <laughs> several of these like daft like obviously staged promos happened during the night, but again, I think it was just they kind of felt different, and I like I genuinely like I I know this is daft and silly. I really like this. Yeah. So they're arguing over. So basically, what's happened is that the million dollar man. Oh, so sorry, said, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Yeah. In the next second, in the next scene, right, uh, our next segment, there's a kid behind the commentators and he's wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what hat it is? What is it? It's a Batman Forever hat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's some synchronicity, some like synchronicity right there. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> so what happens is uh, we go back. Before we go into see all the good guy lumberjacks, there's a promo with Ted DiBiase and all the bad guy lumberjacks, and they're all saying, "Yeah, we're gonna beat the hell out of Diesel Girl." But one of the things he says is, "I, the million dollar man, <laughs> and I've paid off one of Diesel's lumberjacks. One of those lumberjacks is a spy. He's on our side." <laughs> So then when Doc Hendricks, who I couldn't believe was Michael Hayes, awesome, <laughs> uh, goes back and does this promo with all the face lumberjacks, it's all about them arguing over who the, who the spy might be. 
And look, it's ridiculous, but I know I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so we have my favorite segment of the night coming up next. So Double J is in this. So remember again, guys, at this time, there were no gimmicks. The gimmicks were jobs. Everyone had a job. Uh, you know, IRS collected taxes. Uh, the roadie was a roadie. Adam bomb was, was literally a nuclear bomb. Uh, Rosie was a big man. Exactly. You know, that's kind of the way it went. The Brooklyn baller brawler was a baseball. (laughs) So obviously double J is a, is a, is a uh, country music star. Obviously. I mean, how could you know? It doesn't carry a guitar around. It makes sense that he would eventually, but he released a song. And the song actually is a banger and it's called With My Baby Tonight and it actually is an absolute banger of a, of a track. It really is. If you haven't listened to it, stop the, stop the podcast, check it out and come back or watch the show because they perform it. And they perform did, it on this... Did it chart at all? I think it did, actually. It, it's genuinely a good song. Like, um, You need to look up to uh, RTE2's top 30 hits from 1995. I, I know it started in the US. I didn't think it started here, but we'll we'll check that out and get back to everybody. <laughs> so basically, you know, this kind of thing blew up and it was f- performed here for the first time uh, and would become massive. They did a the whole music video and everything. Now, what did you notice about this performance, Martin? Well, here's the thing, Dara. I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to let you do it, but... I think I know what you're hinting at in so, terms of the legitimacy of Jeff Jarrett's <laughs> performance. So we have about three minutes left on the radio, so I'm not going to leave everyone in suspense. I'm going to say, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, Double J was miming. And not only was he miming, he never performed the track. You know who did perform the track? I do. And you're not going to believe it, folks. You're it's not going to believe it. Du- Dun, dun. Former number one contender, three seconds away from pinning the rock <laughs> at the height of the attitude era. None other than the road dog, Jesse James, is the one that's actually singing the track. And an excellent singer. He's a phenomenal Why singer. Why did he have to go into wrestling? <laughs> like, he should have been a singer. I'd never have heard of him. We'd never know. Like, but again, this makes sense because think about what got him over him singing his own theme music coming down. It makes so much sense. The man's origin story <laughs> is literally rooted in, in your house. And the whole the whole point of this was, again, this was supposed to be another angle about how uh, Jeff Jarrett and the roadie would break up and, and feud. Because yeah. um, it, it, it was supposed to be like and later episode of Raw or something is supposed to be revealed that it was yep. actually the roadie singing. Yep. And and pity that not, never happened. It's but, crazy because they put so much setup to it. Yeah. But as a segment, I mean, like for, forgetting about all the stuff that did or didn't happen in the future or was supposed to happen as a segment. Again, this is fantastic. It's, it's just something different. And it's it's why, even though if you break this show down match by match, it's not very good. But if you look at it as a whole, I had a great time watching this whole show. And it's because it was so different and it was weird stuff like this. Like Jeff Jarrett, like 
when he gets in the microphone, is it like four times he spells his name? It's like, ah, I'm J-E-F-F-J-R-R-E-T-T, Jeff Jarrett, double J. Like, he literally says that like four times. It's like, here's the thing. It was the right place. It was the right time. It fit into his gimmick. It made sense. It was a good song. And the crowd went absolutely mental for it. And it was, was, if you're watching it it on TV, if you're watching it on TV, it's it's actually a brilliant angle. Because it's It's so subtly obvious that he's miming. Yeah. But it's not. Like you could, the, you could the, believe it one way or the other. Like yes, yeah, it's, the, it's the, a, oh. the performance is so good, but then it, as you said, there's so much. Like this is probably one. Of, this is not probably. This is the best performance, uh, like musical performance. It makes it's probably the only time it actually makes sense. I mean, when Jericho would come out four years later with Fuzzy, that made no sense. That was just an ego thing. This yeah. is like. Yeah, it's an ego thing. And Even it's now it's up. an ego thing. Like me and you are both going to London for Wembley and Fozzy are doing a gig the night before All In. I have zero oh interest. In, and I love Jericho as a wrestler. I have zero interest in going to see Fozzy. Listen, I did a bad review for a Fozzy show and they blocked me on Twitter because of that. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> but we're going to leave it there, folks. Um on the Phoenix of M show obviously if this is your first time checking it thank you so much go over to the wrestlingrewind.com where you can find links to all of our shows there's a bunch there's also a, a link to our Patreon a link to uh, nerdtonomedia.com the True Penny channel and anywhere else where you can find the show as well uh, the shows are all for free follow us on social media uh, email us whatever as well and I will say get your ticket for Impact it's going to be amazing. And we'll also be at AEW as well. Martin, is there anything you want to plug before we uh, we go to the war zone? No, just encourage people to to hop on the website and join us, not tonight for the war zone, but in honour of uh, Sean Michaels' gear tonight, we're going dark <laughs> on the Blue Oyster Club. <laughs> for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. Welcome back here on the War Zone, or Martin, what do you call it? The, it's, it's, it's the Blue Oyster Cup Blue <laughs> Hour. <laughs> or is that from The Simpsons, you know, where they go to a gay steel mill? They're like, we work hard, we, pay, we play hard. It's like, oh, everybody dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, The Simpsons is so great. <laughs> For so, uh, 12 seasons, 13 seasons. I will say from season two, the season 14 you can make good a proper stuff. case for it. and even in the latter seasons that are out now like the most recent ones are actually really good it i i actually mapped this one year and i think it's around season 20 where it's actually like they show it in like Guantanamo bay 
or you know, like in the <laughs> you know, in Clockwork Orange, where you have the eyes well, open, and that's the only way you can watch it because it's pure torture. But you know what? I'll also say because people dunk on it, and for fair reason, because it at this stage it's just it's so popular that they're just pumping out stuff, and it doesn't make any sense. But I will say that season one to season five of Family Guy are actually yeah incredible no I'll give you that one as well season 3 of Family Guy I think is when it oh, properly just, peaked br- yeah it, genuinely brilliant stuff yeah. uh, and then it just yeah. kind of falls off American Dad maintained its consistency throughout and it's probably the strongest of, of all of them really did it yeah I haven't, I haven't watched much American Dad I do like uh, I do like a bit of Bob's Burgers right I haven't uh, seen too much of that at all. I did. Now it's totally different tone, totally different vibe. It's not the zany cutaways or anything. It's much more of just like a a kind of an understated sitcom, but just mm. animated. Um, but yeah, I do. I do like a bit of Bob's Burgers. Oh man, sorry. Uh, so the next match really isn't much to talk about. But there's oh god, a... yeah, we're a wrestling podcast. Sorry, but no, <laughs> I, I was just kind of flicking through to see what the in between segment was. <laughs> it's Shawn Michaels. Oh, back oh, again! Back again! <laughs> the blue um, ice star club. But he's he's removed the shirt now, so he's shirtless. <laughs> so he's in his proper like. Well, you ring can't gear. wear your shirt in the blue oyster club. It's so hot. <laughs> You'd be so sweaty. <laughs> but it's just like, but man, he's too warm. So he's so warm. He's removed his shirt. But he hasn't removed his leather hat. No, or or leather jacket, or those massive yeah. earrings, <laughs> or the metal plates bolted <laughs> to all of the that leather. Must, that must be heavy. <laughs> it's just, it he, be, he, he went on television like that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, and no, but it's not even on him. He went on television like that, and none of us questioned it. <laughs> not, a, not a one of us said, "That's a strange way to dress." <laughs> so. We we get another speaking of strange way to dress. It actually that's not the most egregious outfit of the night. Uh, Double J comes out to the ring, and he's wearing this. You know, he looks like a Kit Kat, like a reverse Kit Kat. A reverse Kit Kat. Yeah, oh my like God. you know, like it, it, he's like a white package, and then has like red writing, so it's like a reverse Kit Kat. Oh and yeah. And it's like again, again, legally distinct. We're not stealing the Watt Barrett segment. Legally no, distinct. No. This is this is. Confectionery question mark <laughs> exactly confectionery question mark. So Double J comes out to the ring, obviously led by the roadie, and um, he's oh man, what he's wearing can only be described as bizarre. Um, <laughs> it really is what and, bizarre, what bizarre. But it's a battle of the bizarres because it's Jeff Jarrett in his outfit, and then Shawn Michaels comes out in his, and it's like this is <laughs> just. Crazy folks, and you wouldn't believe that this level of bizarre is leading up to what is, without question, the best match on the whole pay per view, and probably, you know, apart from maybe whatever Bret Hart was doing, probably one of the best matches of nineteen ninety five. Yeah, no, the match is absolute fire. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's buried in this just bizarre package, you know. And it's in the like... middle of this ridiculous pay per view. <laughs> but I mean, when you think about it, it makes sense. This is the Double J show. It really is. And Shawn Michaels is 
he's he's almost a second um, a second thought. But the thing about it is, it's like I don't think anyone. So look, Sean wins. I don't think anyone was expecting Sean to to win, really, because I mean it's the roadie show. He's done his musical performance. Uh, there's a great sign in the crowd. It's uh, Double J getting the kick, and it says "Time for some sweet chin music." Phenomenal, <laughs> massive props for that random person. Um, but and and also like um, I think maybe the reason they had such a high profile uh, belt change was to go. That look, these in your house pay per views they might cost less, but these are not B pay per views. You, no. you got to watch this. Also, uh, I don't know if you caught that the Unfellas running, and you do still do this in the Dublin show, they don't do it anymore because the crowd, the security is there. But when you think the match is ending, they belt it to, to, the, to the barrier. Did you notice that? Oh, like, like at the end of the, before they put up the huge fences in Croke Park. Like, you know. yeah. Heading but towards like, the final yeah. whistle, you'd have lads running down to jump on the right on the field. Yeah, and that's what's happening here. It used to it used to happen at Dublin House shows all the time, but the security have been better. Like anytime they think there's a, like l- later on in this match, you see it because it's it's quite a long match, and anytime there's a false finish, you just see this like scarper of like ten youngflas just running, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's just, I thought like the first couple of, it happened in in the last match as well, but I thought it was like a fight or something happened. It's not. It's just every time there's a false finish. So go back and watch this again and you'll see it. And yeah, obviously security wasn't super tight <laughs> as it would be. But yeah, they're all. And then if you look back out, they're all standing on the stairs waiting for it as well. So it's uh, pretty funny. Well, look, um, Jeff, Jared and Michaels, I don't know how they got on because apparently nobody got on with Michaels in 1995. No. Apart from Vince, who got on with him like a lover. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but but they have incredible <laughs> chemistry. They bump like hell for each other all over the place. They like do. this, stick this match on dynamite today, and this is a this is a good bloody match. Yeah, it's it's like we were talking earlier about how with events coming out of the steroid trials, like. I think you're gonna say Vince coming out. I think you're gonna say Vince coming out. Coming out, out of Sean Michaels. <laughs> uh, coming out of the steroid trials. Aren't <laughs> like athletic, or they were just big because they were tall or incredibly fat. Like this is a twenty-minute match. Goes easily more than twice as long as anything else on the card. Uh, the crowd is super hot for it the whole time. Like every actual wrestling and still Vince was ringside and still didn't go maybe this is the way to maybe this is the way to head. Yeah. You know. Um oh but by the way we 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 jumped to this. We actually kind of skipped, but I get why you skipped it. Uh, Bam Bam versus Godwin. Uh, yeah, Henry Bam Bam. Godwin. Bam Bam won. So Bam Bam wins. Yeah, that, that is all. all that is that, that is all we have to say. Literally, there's nothing else to say. But there's a great segment after the match, uh, and I have to say, I really like these these backstage segments. Yeah, Sean, they're great. Sean goes back to the. You know the the, the face lumberjack uh, locker room, and yeah. Hall and Nash are there, and it's just it's just so wholesome. 
you know, all, like, all, all, all the lads. You know, all of them, you know? And I <laughs> love it that the, the heels in the faces of different locker rooms. And oh, it's brilliant. It's, it's like, brilliant. Like this show, right? There's only two options with this show. Either go back and watch the whole thing for the for the experience as a whole or go back and just watch the Jarrett Shawn Michaels match. But no, it, no, if you if you if you do that, you, you know these segments—they're not only to have the backstage; they're to shill merchandise, right? Oh, this yeah. one is to shill Sean's glasses and his shirt. And the shirt, again, look, no shade to anyone at all. But how do how do you describe the shirt, Martin? Flamboyant. <laughs> what would pornographic? <laughs> That's how I it's imagine wearing that as like a bloke, like like you know in in the nineties. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, like like again, out in public. Back at this, like, this is like what is, this is clearly what is what, acceptable. What shirt are you wearing that like and been like? Because I know when you wear a wrestling shirt now, people are like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. Or the, the top out shirts that were famous like 10 years ago. That, oh, the fiction no. shirts, oh, they were terrible. But wearing this, I mean, uh, folks, if you wore this shirt when you were a kid in the 90s, or uh, no, not a kid, an adult, what happened? There were probably, were there questions? I mean, <laughs> why are you wearing a, a gay porn star on your shirt? Oh, it's so, and, and it's not even like. That's uh, what it looks like. Yeah, it's. Do you know what? In general, I think, I think wrestling shirts with the just a, a full body shot of the wrestler on. <laughs> yeah, them it never looks good. Are not great, like because we have to like acknowledge that as popular as wrestling is, it is still amongst the general population a niche thing. Yeah, and while you think your Batista shirt looks great, what everyone else thinks is you're walking around with a big picture of a fella in his pants. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, yeah. But And if that's, like, more power to you, if that's Jorinda, it just absolutely. Strikes, me, strikes me as a bit odd that you're strolling around Spar sporting <laughs> this fella in his pants. <laughs> it, yeah, and I mean, but is everything about that shirt just screams. Oh, it's the whole, it's, you know? it's Sean's whole vibe in the 90s it's uh, obviously his gear or whatever gear he's wearing um, yeah it's although today I'd say you could wear it like like ironically as a you know as like a throwback piece and everyone would be like yeah it, I actually did a I did a, a WWF quiz at a, in a pub in Belfast a couple of months ago and there was Two fellas there wearing these incredibly just the gaudiest, awful, huge uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels leather jackets. But because they were wearing them ironically, they were actually really cool. And I was considering buying one. <laughs> That's fair. But I mean, even today, we talked about this briefly on our on our review of the, the live show, where it was like, you know, the biggest heels now are still, what, what's the term you used? The dandies, the d- <laughs> yo, like, uh, <laughs> like Dalton Castle. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, oh, and, and that's and that's kind of what what Jeff Jarrett's, uh, not Jeff Jarrett, uh, it, very much the opposite actually. Uh, that's what Shawn Michaels was kind of like channeling. It seems like so, you know, who I knows? Mean, a bit, 
But the term dandy also comes with like an expectation of like a intellectualism and you know an interest in the arts and a creative mind and all that. I don't really get that from Sean. (laughs) That's fair. So look, we we go from. Well, it was probably match of the year, like legitimately, except for, like, I'll have a look and see what the match of the year actually was, but it was probably something WCW, I nearly put money on it. Probably. Um, yeah, it probably was, like, something from Starcade. I, I would nearly oh, say it is. But, before you jump to the next match, yes. there is one more backstage segment, and I think it's interesting. Okay. Because we jump backstage to, my, not Michael Hayes, Doc Hendricks. It's the same person, man. He is the same person. We jump backstage to Michael Hayes and he stood in front of a door and he's going, Bert, you're never going to believe what just happened. The roadie came back here and Jeff Jarrett came back and they had an argument and they fell out with each other and the roadie punched Jeff Jarrett and now they've gone behind this door and I don't know what's happening here. Hold on. If you're going to do an angle where Jeff Jarrett fall out why wouldn't you just show that? And is it because they both knew they were leaving and as soon as their matches were over, they got in their cars and left? Like, I don't know that. I have no, I haven't looked up anything that says that. I just, I know that this was the last pay-per-view they did. Mm. And, uh, and I know that it's really bizarre to have an angle where instead of shooting an angle, you shoot a commentator telling you about an angle. It's like, it's like if you had uh, at the end of Survivor Series '97, like the screen just cut to black and it went backstage, and you had you know Michael Cole going, "You won't believe what happens, folks!" Like uh, Shawn Michaels goes does the sharpshooter and the bell rings, but Bret Hart didn't tap out. It was mental. You should have seen it. And I'm like, yeah, you should have showed it to me. It was probably a timing thing. They probably just didn't have enough time to do it. But I don't understand how you have the time to have Michael Hayes scream for 45 seconds. Because the road... Because the, the road... time to have the road dog punch Jeff Jarrett for Because the lads seconds. probably went home. Do you think so? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I think so. They're probably... They're probably ordering catering and they're like, listen, we don't want to do that today. <laughs> We've already done this. We're going home. I'm trying to eat a very dry burrito here. What? <laughs> That's fair. I'm not going to punch Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, I'm not. Look, I, I've literally just sat down. Can't do it. They're like, right, docs, go and go and the roadies. <laughs> the roadies, like, look, man. I had a one-on-one rest match. I had to check all the musicians' gear, and then I had to be part of Jeff Jarrett's match. I'm wrecked. I'm done. I'm out there. I'm, I'm out there all night. Like I'm, I'm gonna, getting paid months. <laughs> I'm gonna eat this fajita, <laughs> and then we go. I'm not punching Jeff Jarrett today. <laughs> yeah, pay me. Pay I'm me like, to punch Jeff Jarrett. I'm like, you go figure it out. And I think that's what happened. Just saying. So look, we, so, so obviously, uh, you know, we went on to the, what was the match of the night, basically, and the match of the year, if not, to a match that very much wasn't. Uh, Owen Hart and Yokozuna defeated the Allies. And we don't say house. that with any relish. Like we love no. all the guys. It's this. just, it's just. So the Allied Powers are Lex Luger and the British Bulldog. So you know already it's doomed. Bad over. Oh yeah, but I mean, no. Like the, the Bulldog is not the Bulldog that we remember. Uh, Lex Luger is never been 
Lex Luger, we remember. Uh, <laughs> I didn't lose to Yokozuna. Yeah, it's so bad. Not even lose. They had to beat Yokozuna. <laughs> then they just screwed him over. So, look, it was for the tag belts. I still think it's weird that Owen and Yokozuna wear a team, are a team, and have the title belts. But well, it's a... well, here's actually, I think they're a great team. They were. Just incredibly misused. Like, you have Yokozuna and Owen Hart, right? You have a guy who can barely move and a guy who, for the time, moves like a like a lucid dream, right? <laughs> so what you do is, you have Owen Hart do all the work. You have Yokozuna come in and do some, like, monster heavy spots. And then you have Owen Hart come in and do all the work. But for some reason, they completely reverse this, where they have a gassed out Yokozuna in getting more in-ring action than Owen Hart. And like, he can't do anything. Like he's actually, Yokozuna's pretty good for the first um, minute, minute and a half. He does a couple of good power spots. He does a really cool elbow drop. And he's gassed. That's him done. He's finished. Like, why book a match where he's, have a match where Owen Hart comes in and does all the cool spots and blah, blah, blah. And then tags in Yokozuna and Yokozuna does a couple of power moves and then tags Owen back in and gives Yoko five minutes to get his heart rate back down to, you know, 180 a minute or whatever. <laughs> I think he'd be dead if it was 180. Well, like, I mean, <laughs> Lord be with him, but we know we didn't hang around too long. That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, so look, the match itself wasn't too great. I have to say, the segment afterwards was wonderful. It just cut to Shawn Michaels. Just well, b- phone, before you go to line. the segment, before you go to the segment afterwards, uh, you're right. The match wasn't great, but God, there was some. It's kind of worth watching because there was some really notable moments in it. So Owen's class in it does some. There's actually some spots where uh, Luger and the Bulldog botch moves, like. The Bulldog botches what's supposed to be a backflip on Owen, launches him really high, um, doesn't launch his legs enough, so Owen's just up and coming down on his head, and he manages to like twist in midair. Uh, and also, you kind of get a sense of just how heavy Yokozuna is at this stage, mm. because there's two points in the match where he gets Irish whipped into the turnbuckles, Yes, and the ring physically moves like yeah. the whole thing shifts like an inch. You can you can fully see it happen on the camera. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, here's a question. Yes, the next one. <laughs> the next segment. Shawn Michaels is in the superstar line, right? And he is sweating bullets, and he's just sitting there at the phone. And my question to you is: It's kind of like the CM Punk fall out thing, right? Is it not like? Is it not harsh to take the lads directly after the match and sit them down and go, here, talk to these people? Would you not let them have a shower? Because, I mean, you, you look, you know this when you come back from training, you're like, listen, I just want to shower and eat food and that's it. I do not want to sit there and talk to someone. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so bizarre. Well, it's like, what do you do? Let him shower. He's, not, he's not... still pissing sweat. <laughs> <laughs> but look, not to be an arsehole, but I'm going to answer your question with a question because what? I have looked this up everywhere. Like I've been Googling this all week and I can't find a straight answer. How legitimate is 
the WWF Superstar Hotline. I'd say it's probably legitimate, Ari. But it, it can't be. You Why? can't have because you can't have a thousand children ringing in and every single one of them talking to Shawn Michaels. Like well, no, either look. either the Superstar Hotline was so insanely unpopular that they only got one call. No, you no, you know Michaels what happened. Had to take it. No, no, you know what happened, right? The same the way they did the phone line thing. What they would do is they'd have um they'd have like a queue up system and whoever got in got in. That's right. It. But Michaels so he he had it like so this is a two hour pay per view. Michaels had his match. Let's say he hangs around for however long. Like if you're ringing in and you're in the you are 874 in the queue like I d- it just look maybe it was legit and like we both know I was extremely like um, uh, disbelieving of the legitimacy of like the likes of uh, Cyber Sunday and Taboo Tuesday and it turned out that they were genuinely legit so I'm happy to say I'm wrong but the Superstar Hotline strikes me as a scam the Superstar Hotline strikes me as something where they had 50 guys backstage going oh what's up brother yeah I'm Shawn Michaels you know <laughs> no no I, I would say honest to God I think they had a case where it was a phone system like normal you get in again but here's the thing as well like if you're calling that right you're either, well, look, it was there was no real internet, so you probably thought it was real anyway, or whatever. Or you're a kid, and the kids are going to be sitting there, you know, like the the Corey hotline from The Simpsons, Corey, yeah. Corey, <laughs> allegory, you know, they were just a thing, man. So yeah, it probably was legit. It probably was, what probably happened was they, you're right, they didn't get through to Shawn Michaels, but they got through to something. And that's all that matters. I, I, think, I think it's like when they were still getting kids, their money. You know, I think it's treat- like when, when you take the kids to see Santa in the shopping center, and they go, "Well, I know it wasn't Shawn Michaels, but it was one of Shawn Michaels' helpers." <laughs> <laughs> he puts the outfits together for him. He was yeah. <laughs> he took what I said and he took it back to Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Here, I have a serious question for you, and I don't know if you can answer this or not, but I hope I'm hoping you can. So after the Kevin Nash promo, there's like this weird fella and this like Sinead O'Connor looking woman. Who are they? Who are they? Um let me see, I'm looking at my notes. I don't even have that. I have the uh Owens Yoko match, the package or the video package where they sell Diesel's injury. Diesel's, I don't know. What, what happens? Describe this segment to me. I must have missed. So they're just sitting in the front row. And as I said, there's some. Oh, it's a fan thing. But they're like full on gots like. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And they're not selling. Is, they're just sitting there like. Is Todd. Pettengill talking to them? No, or? no, no. It's just, they're just sitting there with their eyes wide open. Well, maybe it's like that old meme, like you never see gots at the post office. You never see gots at the airport. You never see gots at, in your house. 
Well, there we go. So we go to the main event, which is Scott. Uh, Scott, not Scott. Scott. Why do I keep saying Scott? Sid Vicious, because Scott Siner is there. Uh, no, wait, hold on. Sorry. No, uh, what's not... wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Oh my God. Sorry. But do you know what? You're actually like. I'm not. Sid no, Vicious no. gives off you. massive Scott Steiner. That's energy. what it is. That's what it is. He does. <laughs> Sid Vicious comes out to the ring. The, the the ring is surrounded by uh, heel and face lumberjacks, and yeah. it's for Diesel. And now they set this up earlier on because this is a direct sequel to the first in your house, which is kind of cool. That was back yeah. in May, and basically that was a shenanigan finish. They said that Kevin Nash was injured, and the only way that they're able to stop interference or shenanigans is having. <laughs> Superstars around the ring, which I mean, to me, that's more shenanigans. But what do I know? Yeah, the only way to stop this house fire is to add more fire. More fire, exactly. So Shawn Michaels is involved in this. He's wearing his own shirt now and his backwards cap. So I mean, how long was he yeah. on that phone line for? About a minute, because that's how long <laughs> that segment was. Yeah, so that's why I don't believe that you're I'm, paying like three ninety nine a minute to talk you know to what? a janitor putting a voice on. You know what, Martin? I'm starting to think that superstar line was not fully on the up and up. <laughs> now I googled this for a week and I can't get a straight answer. I'm I'm going to look into this more. Uh, before this match starts, we get a video package which goes, "Oh, Diesel's elbow was injured," and it does these like it shows a uh, Sid Vicious power bombing Diesel, mm. and it stops. And it draws a circle around Diesel's elbow. And it's like, look at the way his elbow hit the ground at this powerbomb. And then it goes and shows Shit Vicious doing another powerbomb. And it goes, look at the way Diesel's elbow hit the ground at this. And I'm like, do you know what? I admire the balls on you taking the fact that Diesel will not just take a proper powerbomb bump and trying to sell it as a as a storyline. Like, <laughs> He like, oh, he hurt his elbow. It's, yeah, because he's put his bloody elbows down because he won't take the power bomb on his back. You know what? This match is kind of that in a nutshell. The end of this match is a boot, a big boot, and that's it. And it's oh, kind it's... of out of nowhere. And it's such a down ending. It's like, yeah, you're trying to package the shortcomings of Kevin Nash as a good thing. And it's I don't know. It's, I, I feel, it's it's such an odd match because it's such like, an odd like what you said was right. The main event of this should have been Double J and Shawn Michaels. It felt like the main event. It was worked like the main event. The lads put in great work. This was I think this was ten minutes at, at a push. Yeah, yeah, it's about ten minutes, and um, it was just poor. But, and it was, it, it was purely because of Kevin Nash just not really wanting to do more than he had to. Yeah, and Sid, God bless and, him, was it good? being a terrible wrestler. Sid could. Sid was out there working his best, man. He was doing everything he could, <laughs> and there was nothing. Big, big, big Papa Pump looked at Sid and said, I can be a top guy while also being dreadful at everything. Exactly. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do um, No, actually, so this match is a, like, I agree with you. This is a very strange match. Like, if you take just the in-ring action this is dreadful. This is almost worse than their first in your house match. But oh, the worse. presence of the yeah. lumberjacks, for some reason, I really enjoyed that. I don't know if it's just that I like the, you know, someone getting knocked out of the ring and like the swarm 
like the swarm of bodies just bang, 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 baiting them up. I don't know if I liked the ring was surrounded by just the most ridiculous 90s gimmicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the In all of its colors. glory. In all <laughs> stupid, of its glory. Stupid costumes. It's amazing to watch. Um, like, I don't know if I just... Like, as soon as they got knocked out of the ring, I was enjoying this match. And as soon as they got back in the ring, I was not enjoying this match. And like you say, the finish, again, it's like the... Um, do you remember they had Sid versus Vader, the battle of the power bombs? Nobody no gets power bomb. <laughs> it was like Diesel versus Sid, the battle of the giants. Hands with like a big boot and like a quick, cheap roll up. Ugh. Yeah, it's just. I think when it comes down to it, this was just. As I said, the show was not bad, right? It yeah. wasn't great individually. You're like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't amazing. But it's individually, t- it's terrible. It's terrible, and it is right. But the segments carry it. The weirdness carry it, <laughs> and also it's two hours. It's it's not even. It's like an hour and a bit, right? And it's just for some Diesel reason. and Sid come out to Nashville plinky plink country <laughs> but, versions of their own theme tunes. Yeah, but like for, that's. <laughs> but for some reason, it just gels into this phenomenal endpoint yeah. when you're like. This is actually excellent. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's not. It's just for some reason. It, there's enough in it to trick your brain going. Yeah. But that's like, why I said, if you're going to watch this show, either only watch the Jeff Jarrett match or watch the whole thing. It's yeah. only an hour and 50 minutes. But if you try to watch this as a series of wrestling matches, you're going to no, have a terrible time. You're going to have a terrible time because look, this this really isn't about the wrestling. It's about Jeff Jarrett for some reason. Like it's, That's what this entire you, show is. If you watch this as a two-hour experience of 90s weirdness, this is very wild. It's not the best show in the world, but it's no, surprisingly it's watchable. It, and it's surprisingly watchable and I was sports entertained. I really was. Um, Absolutely. And it's just a bizarre little footnote. Now, the next show, I'm not, I, I, again, I don't really look at these before. I kind of just go in relatively blind, but I, I did look at the, at the cover for next, for next week's one. And it's weird. It's it three belts on the line in one match. I'm like, that, what? So I'm looking forward to that. But um, the, I, the we, only other, before you finish up there, the only other thing to say is that In Your House 2 also has the same really weird quirk that In Your House 1 has in that, in that uh, the charge last for it. So it's a shorter pay-per-view. Yeah. And obviously people who are in the arena are being charged full price. So they give them a full show. So this match also has a dark match in which That's Bret seven. Hart wrestles. And it has a dark match in which The Undertaker, the Undertaker. has a yeah. casket match oh. against Kama. Like, what were they doing? How what were they not on the show? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're like, oh, we can't give them everything. We we'll just give them this trash. And... It's like we don't have, we don't have room for the Undertaker's casket <laughs> match. I mean, we can't lose Yokozuna, and, and we have to keep Bam Bam and Henry O'Godwin. Like there'll be a riot if Henry O'Godwin <laughs> isn't on the show. We just have to cut the Undertaker's match. Men on a mission? Are you insane? We can't lose men on a mission. <laughs> Our king of the ring is in there. There you go. But, but Vince, like, what if we just took all all Todd 
Pettengill's like ridiculous, just meaningless bits. Like they amount to about seven minutes. We could get a match out. We can't lose the rat tail. Like <laughs> it's it's a it's a bizarre pay per view. So look, I just had a look at the to- at the the calendar here. Next week is SummerSlam. Yes, like in the real timeline. Yes, but because it's good you said that because in the arc timeline, the next pay per view is SummerSlam. Wow. Okay. Sorry. So yeah, we we have a convergence. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, n- next week we will I, we're going to do in your house three. We might do a preview for SummerSlam 2023, and then the week after we'll do SummerSlam uh, 2023 because it's SummerSlam. But we might we might you know we might do a live show. We might not. We figure it out. But uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll be back next week with something. Please now, please do go over to there to nerdtonomedia.com or the because we are going to get better with social media. That's where some of our updates are going to be. Martin's going to take over it, so he's the one that's going to be um, covering all the stuff. It's going to be pure blue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pure Shawn Michaels propaganda. Just Shawn Michaels leather, steel bolted to leather. It's just going to be nonsense. That's all it's going to be. That's nothing else. Uh, Martin, is thank you on the plug before we finish up this week. What is, what is there left to say, Dar? <laughs> oh, yeah, happy birthday to my girlfriend, Hannah. Happy birthday to your, birth- to your uh, girlfriend, Hannah. Uh, yes, so we'll be back next week and uh, see you later, guys. Give or left. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.